Well, good morning, church. Uh, glad that you can join us again this morning as we continue our series, Heart for the Church. And we're interviewing our pastors and talking about um, their heart and their passion uh, for the church. And this week, we have Chris Coleman. He is our worship pastor, been on staff for about a year and a half now. Oh, yeah. And uh, the man that has taught me everything I know about beard care. That is actually a true, uh, true statement. So thank you so much for the recommendations. Um, I couldn't grow a, a decent beard uh, before meeting you, so so this is awesome. So I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for helping us out. You so are. You that are was welcome. A, that was a that was exceedingly more than I could have asked or imagined uh, having you on staff. So, uh, but thank you so much, Chris, for for joining us this morning, and uh, mm-hmm. and and so um, I, I we. We would just love to hear, like, what is your, what's your heart for, for the church? Yeah, thank you for that, uh, that introduction. <laughs> no problem. I can hang my hat on that. Like, helped you with beard care. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, Steve, uh, my heart for the church, uh, as, I, as I thought through this question this week, uh, really is that we as a church be a singing people. Uh, and for, you know... Uh, many reasons that we'll get into, mm-hmm. um, but just like, just off the top of my head, like, like singing is a special thing uh, for the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think anecdotally, every one of us um, could think of times when we've gathered together to worship as a church, uh, and we think of those times when we sing together, uh, when we sing certainly specific lyrics, we think about the, man, singing about the resurrection of Christ, um, singing about what, what God has done for us, what he's delivered us from, what he's rescued us from. Like, those are special moments that uh, are really easy to remember, really easy to, uh, to engage um, our hearts uh, and our memories. Um, and so anecdotally, I think most of us could probably think of special moments of singing. Um, but even beyond that, it's always been part of the history of our church. Uh, Ignite Church, but really the entire history of the Christian church Uh, has been one of music and song. Uh, We know from Scripture uh, in Mark, uh, it says that Jesus sang a hymn with his disciples uh, right before his arrest uh, and eventual crucifixion. Uh, And then in Acts 16, uh, we read that Paul and Silas, when they were imprisoned and in chains, they prayed and they sang hymns together. Uh, So singing has always, always been special to the church and one of the reasons I think we should be a singing people. That's, that's, yeah, you, you forget about like Paul, you know, in the, in the prison singing a song and, and obviously, you know, when, when it comes to, when it comes to music, um, very powerful thing. And obviously stuff in the Bible, we talk about what is descriptive and what is prescriptive, right? So there's, there's things in the Bible that like, Hey, this is what happened. It describes, it doesn't necessarily recommend it. And then there are things that are prescriptive stuff that we should do. Right. And so when it comes to singing, although it's been a part of our uh, our culture and church, you know, throughout history, obviously, um, where would you where would you put singing? Like more descriptive, more prescriptive? Yeah, that's a good, really good question. Um, because I'm a worship pastor, I would say it's prescriptive. <laughs> <laughs> it's job security. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can do it if you want. Yeah. We're good, but do it. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, uh, I think it's prescriptive. Uh, really, um, really because the Bible actually tells us to sing. It commands us to sing. Uh, And as the Bible, all throughout the Bible, we find references and descriptions of singing. In fact, there are 400 references throughout the Old Old and New Testament that describe the people of God as singing. 
And of those 400 references, 50 of them specifically say sing. They are specific commandments uh, that we are, as the people of God, to be a singing people. Uh, and I think of, you know, certainly in the Old Testament, we find that uh, Psalm 96 uh, says, sing to the Lord a new song. Uh, Psalm 100 verse 2 says that we should enter uh, or we should sing praises to the Lord. Uh, Isaiah 12 uh, again says sing praises to the Lord. And Isaiah 42, uh, as if to reiterate, again says sing a new song to the Lord. Uh, But those commands uh, aren't just found in the Old Testament. We actually find those commands uh, as we read through the New Testament. Uh, James 5.13 says, hey, if you've got reason for joy, sing. A very specific, explicit command from Scripture. Uh, And even Paul in Romans actually uh, quotes the Old Testament to once again command us as God's people uh, to sing. Uh, And so I think the command is explicit. Uh, I think it is prescribed by uh, the Bible. And even beyond that, we know that God sings. And I think that's so cool. You and I were talking about this earlier in the week. Uh, it's so cool that, that God sings. It says in Zephaniah 3.17 that God exalts over his people with not just singing, but loud singing. Uh, so we serve a God who sings. Uh, so I think that uh, we, uh, as the people of God, uh, should sing as well. Um, but moving on from there, I think one of the most important passages uh, for singing uh, in the church uh, would be Ephesians 5.17-21. Uh, Uh, And this is a a famous passage on really corporate worship uh, in the church. But Paul says specifically uh, in Ephesians 5, 17 through 21, he says that, hey, when we gather together, we should sing addressing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts toward God. And Paul is teaching on the, the worship of the church here. And it's really interesting to me uh, in this passage in Ephesians 5, but also in a similar passage in Colossians 3. Uh, Paul describes the effect of the church singing in two different ways. And he begins with a horizontal effect, uh, which is really interesting to me because a lot of times, uh, just being frank, we can often over-spiritualize the singing of the church. Uh, okay. And maybe, maybe we think that singing should always be vertical, that all the songs we should avoid may be personal pronouns like I or we or me because the song should always be about God. Uh, And so we should avoid those pronouns. Um, And I think that comes from a right heart and right motive. Sure, yeah. Uh, But it's not necessarily what Paul describes uh, Hmm. when he speaks of the church singing together. He begins with this horizontal effect that we address one another. We speak to each other. And in that addressing one another, we remind each other as we sing these songs, we remind each other of what God has done uh, in our own lives, in the lives of every believer. Mm. Um, We remind uh, each other of the promises of God, uh, the goodness of God. Um, And so it's this this incredible horizontal impact. Uh, It's really like songs are are the cadence of the church. Uh, And I got to spend some time uh, in the Army Infantry uh, when I was younger, uh, perhaps in a different life. Um, but in the infantry, uh, one of the first things that you learn, really in, in the military in general, uh, you learn to march together. Uh, and one of the ways that they teach you to march together as a group of soldiers uh, is by calling cadence. And so the leader of this marching column uh, would step out from the column 
And they would begin to call cadence. And cadence is this call and response. And so they would call cadence, and the, the column of soldiers would either repeat uh, what is called, or they would complete the phrase. And what would happen as you begin to call cadence, you would begin to, to match each other's strides. And your left foot specifically would land at the same moment that the left foot of every other soldier would land. And so from, from the casual observer, you, you look and you're like, man, how do they, how do they march like that? It's because they called cadence. But even beyond that, uh, so you'd call cadence when you march, uh, but you also call cadence when you run as soldiers. And it had a, a, the same effect of, of bringing unity. And so you ran together in this column. But the other thing that's so cool about cadence is that it taught you to breathe. Because when you're shouting at the top of your lungs, as you're also running, breathing becomes essential. Yeah, or yeah you're otherwise going you're not running anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And so it teaches you to breathe in a healthy way, in a rhythm, and we would breathe on the fall of our foot together. And what it allowed you to do is it allowed you to run with endurance. You weren't starving your huh. muscles of necessary oxygen and beginning to lag behind. And so I think that, that the singing worship of the church is our cadence. It is what brings unity, right? It all puts us in the same frame of mind. And so we become united, but also uh, Paul said to run the race with endurance. And I think as we gather together, that singing allows, enables, encourages us to run the race with endurance, and so there's this, this incredible horizontal impact of the singing worship of the church that Paul describes. And then from that horizontal impact, then Paul describes this vertical impact. And so as we sing together, as we remind each other of the goodness of God and what he's done in our lives and what he has promised to do, man, we can't help but begin, begin to be thankful. Hmm. Right? If you're singing songs about how good God is hmm. and you begin to believe what you're singing, then it raises up in you a thankfulness. And when you are thankful towards something, it's not a far step before you begin to worship it. And so as I become more thankful, as I'm reminded of, of, of how great my God is, man, I begin to worship him, and in, in, as Jesus says, in spirit and in truth, hmm. all because of this singing worship hmm. of the church. Yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. I, I think as you were talking about it, I was reminded of the scripture where it talks about spurring each other on towards love and good deeds. You know, like the idea of like we are to spur one another. And I've never, until like this moment, thought about that singing is one of the ways that we spur one another on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, th I think that's just, a, that's just a profound moment as a, it strikes me. Because you know, we think about, we think about music and we think about the importance of it. And, and you, you touched on it too, the, the idea that we don't want to become um, all about us, right? Like it's, it's not like, you know, it's, it's weird because music is deeply personal, um, and so it becomes very about us, even in a large room if we're singing or if we're in our own homes singing. Um, and yet, it's, there's something about like the, the spurring each other on as we continue to pursue Christ together, and, and I just think that's, I think it's really cool how you frame that. I've never thought of a way that we could spur each other on through song and yeah. through the cadence. Um, that's... Uh, that's great. Um, so, so with this, so we have, you know, like the, the cadence of the church. We have this, this idea of, and obviously we're not in a place right now where we can spur each other on yeah. in the same yeah. kind of 
way. Um, I just, quick question. Do you, do you sing to the videos in your home? Like when we, when we do church on Sunday morning, like do you sing in your house? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that I can listen to music and not sing along. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I would be, I would be lying if I if I said there wasn't some weirdness, and I'm sure yeah. that, that you're you're experiencing that as you watch this this, this video um, on Sunday morning with your families. Um, so it's certainly different. Mm-hmm. There's certainly some weirdness. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I try to. Uh, a lot of times I'll have Shiloh sitting on my lap, and she likes to sing, um, and so I'll sing these songs to her as she's sitting on my lap. Mm, that's really cool. Like a father singing over, <laughs> with loud singing. Do you go loud singing? Loud singing. No, like I'm gonna be honest. I actually, it's usually at my kitchen table. Uh, I I don't sing quite as loud as I would normally sing. <laughs> the neighbors. We, you know, we live in a twin home. They might yeah, I, I I just turn the volume up a, a lot so that I could I could be absorbed in the in the singing of the saints yes. on my TV. Yes. So. So, uh, no, that's that's really good. Because the other thing is, so so obviously we see like this idea of like. Okay, singing historically true for the people of God. All the way through the Bible, people are singing, you know, and even, um, even in exile, you know, uh, the, the people are mocked even. They're like, why don't you sing some songs for us? You know, yeah, th- those yeah. kinds of things. Um, singing throughout the church, and, and you're like, you know, the case of like, we are commanded to sing. Um, what about the person uh, who music doesn't come easily to? Yeah. What about the person that maybe um, maybe they're like, well, a song is, is good, but it's just really not my thing. You know, I, I, I like the other pieces of, of, uh, of the Christian walk, uh, of, of worship. But what would you say to people who are like, you know, I'm, I'm either not qualified, I'm not good, I'm not, you know, I'm not a musician, I, I don't do music, that kind of thing. What would you, what would you say uh, to, to that, yeah. speaking to that? Yeah, that's good. A good uh question. Um, I, I think a lot of times, and I, I've certainly had a lot of conversations with people, uh, hey, I would sing, but you don't want to hear my voice. Um, or I only sing solo, right? Solo, you can't hear me. Um, that's always a good one. That, uh, or I'm a tenor. Uh, I sound better tenor so feet away oh, from you. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's, that's a good that's one. I heard mine. that one. I like that um, one. And so I, I understand that feeling, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and I, I, I certainly try to, to, to empathize with that feeling. Um, but I think Scripture, uh, actually, it never attaches um, you have to be skilled hmm. in order to sing. It doesn't command only the skilled singers to sing. Now, Scripture certainly talks about skill and excellence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and certainly, if you were up here leading the gathered church, uh, I think that Scripture makes a case that, that as leaders, we should be skilled in what we're called to do. Um, and it also promises that, that God's going to, to enable us uh, and fill us with His Spirit. Um, but for worshiping with the church, man, those commands do not attach skill to it. They just don't. Uh, and so if that's you, then I would say, man, sing loudly. Obey the commands of God in, is, in is, as much as you are able. Man, sing with obedience. Sing with obedience. Um, but for the people who maybe, hey, music doesn't resonate with me, um, or I much prefer this um, part of our corporate worship, maybe the prayer is something that, that you prefer, or, or the sermon, um, I, I would say that, that we know from science um, that we are physiologically, uh, we are designed 
to respond to music. Uh, we're designed to remember things that are put to music. Uh, Oliver Sacks was a, a British neurologist who studied music and the effects that it had on the, the human brain throughout his career. Uh, and in that study, he studied different cultures all across the world, and he found that the one constant across all those cultures is that they used music, rhythm, meter, rhyme to teach their children. Right? Mm. And so it shouldn't, we should be able to, to recall us teaching our children, or if you don't have children as a child, you know, how did you learn your ABCs? You know, typically, it wasn't just looking at a board and memorizing A, B, C, right? We teach our children with A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? I'm teaching my, my children now, and, and they're, they're saying they're ABCs because I've put it to music and rhyme and meter. And so all of our sacks found that all cultures use that, right? And so it shouldn't surprise us that God commands and talks about singing so much through his scripture because he designed us, hmm. right? Even as adults, uh, we often have t difficulty uh, memorizing large amounts of information without putting it to some sort of mnemonic device, right? There's typically a rhythm by which we learn and assimilate and memorize information. Uh, there's typically a meter. And so it may not be a melody per se, but it is these same building blocks of music. Uh, even in Alzheimer's patients, Studies have yeah, found that, yeah. and, you, you, and, and if you, your life has been touched by, by family members um, who, who have battled and struggled through Alzheimer's, um, and you, you, you know that as the, the human brain begins to really lose its grip on what is real and what is not, begins to forget things that you would think would be, man, closest and most essential. Uh, forget family members, uh, things like that. Um, studies have shown that Alzheimer's patients, late stage, can still remember childhood rhymes. They can remember songs. They can play difficult musical instruments to a high degree because the brain so remembers and assimilates information and skill that is put to music. Hmm. Right? And so knowing this, knowing that we are physiologically inclined towards music, that God that God has designed us for that, man. We shouldn't be surprised, like I said. We shouldn't be surprised that we find throughout Scripture that God's people are singing people because God designed us. He knows that is a way that we remember and memorize information. Uh, Tony Morita um, is a, a pastor uh, and preaching professor um, at Southeastern Seminary, and he says this about music in the church. He says that music is portable theology. That's what he calls it. Music that's, that's really cool. is portable theology. Yeah. Uh, and he makes the case, and I think a good one, that typically after, after Sunday morning service wraps up mm -hmm. and you leave this building. Now, we have great preachers at Ignite, and so you're going to remember things that the preacher said. You're going to remember themes that were preached on and taught on. You're going to remember maybe the scripture passage and you know, some illustrations and phrases um, but typically, as you drive to wherever you're going to eat or meeting family, uh, it's the melody of the song that's coursing through your head. Right? You're, you're, you're kind of humming along. Or, hmm, maybe you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you hum that melody, the lyric of the song comes back to your head. Yeah. Music is our portable theology. You know? And 
We should sing good music. Yeah, yeah. Because of that. Because of that, yeah. yeah. So, so these are the songs you're remembering because ultimately the things that you sing are the things you will believe. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you sing truth about God revealed in his scripture, uh, you're gonna begin to believe if you don't already, yeah, you're gonna believe those true things about God. And so it's our, our portable theology. Yeah. We are physiologically inclined, wired to use music to learn and grow just as a human being. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So God, God commands it, but he also gives us the provision by wiring it in us yeah. to be able to fulfill the command, yeah. which I think is really uh, incredible. I, in, in portable theology. I um, want to just follow up with that. So like during this time, um, two songs that just continually come back to me, for encouragement during this time when I get discouraged, is, is one as great as thy faithfulness, mm. song that I learned as a kid, um, and turn your eyes upon Jesus. Like those two songs, like, uh, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I, I cling to that in these yeah. moments when, when everything seems chaotic, then great is thy faithfulness. You know, pleasure's all mine with 10,000%. Like there will come a day, right? Yeah. And yeah. to be, to not just go, oh, that's a good song, it's kind of catchy. Um, but to go, um, these, are the, these are some of the songs that, for me, have been my portable theology. That ta- I take that theology with me wherever I go, and I'm easy, to, easy for me to remember. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you have uh, any, any song uh, that, for you, or lately, recently, um, you know, it can change over time, but is there any one that you, you go to? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a couple songs. One song that we do, uh, man, I, my, my heart has just been drawn to the song, Who You Say I Am. Uh, and, yeah. and just just being vulnerable, um, the, the current realities uh, of our lives have so shifted um, what I do in my daily life. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. my week used to revolve around Sunday. You know, Sunday's coming. Right? Mm. Get ready for Sunday. Man, lead the people of God together in the same room and worship. Um, and and it, just just being real that... that when that was stripped away, you know, I, I kind of struggled. Like, man, Lord, this is what you've called me to, and now I'm not really doing it, certainly not in the way that I thought I should do it. And, and, and man, God's just like, man, you are who, who I say you are, right? I say you are this, right? Not Chris, the worship pastor, you know. You may build your life upon that, but that's not who I've told you are. You're a child of God. You're chosen, not forsaken. So I've really clung to that lyric. Um, and then there's a new song uh, uh, on Elevation's new album uh, called Graves into Garden, Gardens. Um, and it just talks about the way that God makes <laughs> bad things into good things. You know, and it talks about the people of Israel. It's, it talks about the Nile River being turned into a... Uh, the Nile being turned in... Not sorry, the Nile. <laughs> the Red Sea. Oh, they cross, cross the Red Sea, not the Nile. Yeah, it'd be um, a shorter walk. You know... <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, it being turned into a highway for God's people, that God mm. turns graves into gardens, right? Mm. He turns death into life. Uh, and so I've just really clung to that. Like, man, things are weird right now. Things are, are frightening right now for, for many people. Um, but that's, man, that does not surprise God. And he's not confounded by it. He's, yeah, he's just, man, he's going to bring life out of this situation. So those are two songs for me that I've just... Yeah. And they've been on repeat yeah. in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time this morning teaching us about the theology of music and, uh, and, and the theology of song and what we are and that, that we would be a singing people. Would you, yeah. would you just uh, take, uh, close us out by, by praying for our people? Yeah, I'd love to. love to. Lord, thank you. Thank you for, man, thank you for being a God who keeps, keeps your promises. And that the things that you promise to do, uh, you will do in your time. Uh, but you will surely do them. And thank you for song. Lord, thank you for, for giving us uh, music and melody and lyric uh, to sing truth about you, uh, to remind ourselves and each other of your goodness, of your grace. Lord, we thank you so much for that gift that you've given, uh, really as, as just general grace to the whole world, but specifically, specifically to your church this ability to sing and remember who you are. Lord, thank you so much for that. Uh, and I pray for, for your people as they are really across this nation, across much of the world, as they watch worship services, uh, as they go through the weirdness of, of, uh, of not being able to be present with the gathered church. Lord, I pray that, uh, and you would encourage, uh, that you'd lift up, Lord, uh, that we would be able to sing loudly with our families in our homes this week and in the coming weeks, Lord. Uh, Lord, we love you. And uh, man, just thank you for who you are. Thank you for working in our lives. And we pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you.